Welcome to Popcast on the Rocks, episode 9 for March 14th, 2020. This week we talk about how the coronavirus is affecting everything. We don't talk about Star Wars for once. And we get very spoilery about Netflix's Castlevania being season 3 just came out. Our theme is brought to you once again by Killing the Flower, and we hope you enjoy the episode. How are you doing today, Andrea? I am excellent today. Persevering. In despite of uh, all the terrible news around the world. Yeah. Staying, so, uh, staying indoors. That's right. You know, as, as yes, as a, I would say like a social introvert, I feel like I've been preparing for this all my life. Like I'm very comfortable okay. in my house for a quarantine. Like I'm super cool with that. And like my only communication needs to be like, you know, this kind of like video communication mm-hmm. or text or whatever, like, I'll be fine. People, so. Someone was saying something like that, to that effect where this is perfect for introverts, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about it. I feel like I'm going to get like caught up on reading, maybe playing some video games, like binge watching some shows that I haven't nice. had time for. Like, this is great. I love it. Okay. So how about you? How are you doing? Um, well, I don't love it. Um, cause <laughs> you know, like our trips keep getting messed up. So yeah, yeah. we just can't like do anything. Like everything is, I mean, we can't take a whiskey tour because oh, you can't now. N- no, cause they're all canceling. Yeah, I mean, like, I okay, so yeah. you're going to keep the, you're going <laughs> to keep the distillery open and you can go sure. and have a drink in there with however many people show up, but you can't like get a quick behind the scenes thing or whatever. Like that's going to be different. Right. That's, that's really weird. And I mean, a restaurant's going to close. I think if you're going to get something, all these people touching your food, you know, that's Mm going to be, so it's just, I can't do anything. You know, that's what it seems like. We can't do anything. We've got to just go like go someplace warm where we can just be outside. You know, sure. But the six the, feet apart, I think that's minimum distance is what you're supposed to be. Uh, but yeah, you know, <laughs> they, uh, the other thing is like, even if we go someplace outdoors, a lot of those places are managed and controlled and whatever they're national parks mm-hmm. and state parks. Are they going to shut their visitor centers? So now like the yeah, gates good. are down, you can't even get in to just walk around and not talk to anyone or do anything. So yeah. It's mass hysteria. It's driving me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little chaotic. I mean, it's tough because like, you know, there's no precedent for this. Like we don't have like a guideline to follow. So there's just sort of this weird, like patchy, like let's shut some things down. Others are open. Like, but are people going to go? Like, should you go? Well, there's precedent for contagions and dying from blues and diseases and stuff right right but in like this like modern society like we haven't had like a pandemic like this in the united states at least there's there's been certainly in other parts of the world we've at um, least not had the reaction yeah yes yes we could follow like you know examples from other countries but we haven't really had to like enact these sort of protocols before so i think it's frustrating but understandably chaotic as like both public and private businesses and organizations try to figure out like what they're supposed to do. I understand. But it, does, it does suck for that. Definitely. 
I understand businesses not wanting to like be held, you know, culpable for something, but I mean, let's bring that to anything. Then are you, you know, going to be held? Oh, you know, we were there and my elderly, whoever contracted, you know, got pneumonia or something like that. And mm -hmm. you were open and we were the, you know, like, it's not your fault that it's not a business's fault, you know, right. I don't know. It's like, or car accidents, you know, I was uh, driving to whatever business and I got in a car accident and my, whoever in the car with me died. So it's your fault. You were open because it's mm -hmm. dangerous out there on the road, you know? I don't know. I'm right. ranting. I'm going crazy. It's just like seeing shelves okay. empty with toilet paper and stuff. It's just, yeah. it's, it's getting maddening. Um, totally. Yeah. No, I, uh, I thought it was sort of like funny. Like I joked about it. Um, you know, like the whole like toilet paper binge mm -hmm. buying craze. Um, and then last weekend I actually just legitimately had to go to target because we were out of toilet paper, like nothing related to coronavirus. I was not yeah. stocking up like mm -hmm. nothing. And I was like, oh, this is going to be no problem because I was passing through the food aisles and like there was so much stock and like fresh mm -hmm. produce. And I was like, oh right. my God, like, you know, they're fine. It's fine. Yeah. Like everything's going to be fine. And then I turned down the toilet paper aisle and it was like bare. It was like ghost town, like tumbleweeds across the aisle. And I got the last friggin' package of toilet paper. Wow. And as I put it in my cart, I was like, furtively looking around me like someone gonna like jump out and fight mugged, me for yeah. this like i mean like i was putting it in my cart and just like trying to sneak out of target as quick as i could because i was like somebody's gonna realize i have the last roll of toilet paper and gonna come fight me for it like, see it's part it's of the nuts. negatives of the internet i guess because would this be the reaction of people if it didn't spread via the internet like sure how would people think Oh my God, I need to stock up on toilet paper. Like <laughs> I, yeah, I, canned food, very you know, something, you know, some extra medicine, right. those things right. make more sense, cleaners, right. whatever, you know, but toilet paper. I know, I know. Um, yeah. One of my friends was saying she even saw people like mass now that you can't get toilet paper, like mass buying paper towels and napkins as like yeah, substitutes. That's what figures. And I was like, next, okay, next. too yeah. far. Ashley saw Just a thing crazy. that I've been saying, you know, use a bidet and and that's the thing, yeah. bidet sales are way up. I'm sure they are, yeah. So not all segments of the economy <laughs> are gonna be hurt, I guess, cause there's right. gonna be crazy people buying all this other stuff, but. Right. I feel like Amazon's going to be fine because people are just going to start ordering things for delivery instead of like risking yep. going out to stores. So they're just like, but guess yeah, what? Baby. People are delivering <laughs> those things and have to go I outdoors. I like, know. I know. It's, yeah. It's, it's weird. It makes people feel like marginally safer, but it's like, how safe is it really? I remember I overreacted initially to, um, I think it was swine flu. You know, sure. yeah. crazy because we had, you know, a lot of deaths with that and everything. Mm -hmm. And, but as soon as you start looking at other numbers with other things that people die from, mm -hmm. you like, okay, let's pump the brakes a minute here and right. just put things in perspective. You mm -hmm. know, it's the, so I'm trying not to overreact. Yeah. This mistakes. So. 
hear well, that. Well, this is not pop culture, I guess, but it is <laughs> affecting pop culture. It so is, we'll, indeed. We'll get that. Um, but how was the, the rest of your week? Did you manage to do anything before everything shut down and the, yes, the zombie yes. apocalypse hit? <laughs> yeah, actually, I did something that I'm, I'm wondering um, if the popularity of this is going to be supremely affected now. Um, but my family and I, for my grandmother's birthday, did an escape room. Nice. And that, that I was very worried about that going in. I was like, how's my family going to work together <laughs> right, and yeah. be stuck in a small room with each other? Like, mm -hmm. I just, I don't know how this is going to go, but actually it ended up going really well. Um, okay. Like myself, Chris, and then my cousin, my younger cousin um, kind of like took the lead because we'd all done escape rooms before. Um, so we sort of like took the lead and like showed everybody like, you know, kind of, things that we could do and uh, how to like kind of approach everything oh okay um, i can still hear you can you still hear me <laughs> well you can keep telling your story okay it seems like my mic is working Maybe, okay yes it, it does i can't hear I you i can hear you okay. uh but yeah so, so we, we went to yeah we'll try to get things working again Sounds good. All right. So we went to an escape room. Um, it was like modeled, I think, after like sort of an Indiana Jones style thing. In fact, there was actually um, like a part of the challenges that we had to do where we had to replace a golden chalice with a bag of sand and that like popped open a hidden door. So that was that was pretty classic and iconic and very fun. Um, so we did. We managed to escape the room. I don't know if we can... Uh, see this photo but here's our here we go here's our victorious photo with all of us holding up our different artifacts um and like getting a whole like indiana jones hat there golden chalice i'm i'm weirdly i don't know why i decided this was like part of the challenge was to put on some sunglasses and you could like see this hidden thing so i don't know why i've decided to put them on for the picture because now i look like I don't know, like white girl Ray Charles, like that was an odd choice, but yeah. So we uh, we finished, and I think we finished with seven minutes to spare. Um, so we were, I think we were pretty good at it. We only had to get help one time um, for like a a key that we had missed that would like unlock one of the hidden doors in the room. So I feel pretty good about like our ability to both like work together and our our thinking power you know so if we were ever trapped in a room together that we needed to escape i feel like we could really do it so yeah that was the that was the first part of my week um trying to think about anything else that i've been doing this week oh i just like showed a picture on my phone which is brand new i got a new iphone 11 pro which is a serious upgrade from my iPhone 8. Um, that thing was dying like crazy, um, especially in the uh, cold weather. Like I would be outside and try to take a walk and it would just go from like 100% battery to like 2% battery in the space of like 15 minutes. So that was crazy frustrating. Um, but now I have graciously donated my iPhone 8 to my husband. Um, so he will be using it to play Pokemon um, and do some like extra trades and battles and whatever random stuff he wants to do with that. So, yeah. 
So that's, I think, most of my week, but I can keep trying if uh, John doesn't quite come back here. Um, let's see, what else did I do this week? Um, because of our fun little like quarantine that's been happening, um, I am now working from home which is kind of pretty nice, actually. I got a sweet little like home office set up, which I've been enjoying. And then, like I said, kind of just been able to stay in and binge watch a bunch of different shows, which is good because now we have a bunch of new stuff to talk about this week, which is fantastic. Oh, John, are you back? Yeah, I got Yay. big cans on now. <laughs> Gaming That's headset. <laughs> That's a very interesting way to put that. Your yeah, big cans. I may have to make fun of that later. Uh, yeah, another episode so. title. My big cans are on. <laughs> um, yep. no, I was just talking about my week, finishing up my escape room story. I showed a photo, um, of us nice. and our victory, um, because cool. we did manage to escape the room. So, oh, good. Um, we took a photo of that, and then I was showing it on my new iPhone 11. Pro. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. cool. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. So I now you got all my fun new features. Yeah. And my yeah, beautiful new camera. What color did you get? Uh, slate gray. So okay. nothing like crazy. And then just like I have a normal black case. So. Yep. The to get that app, I'm blanking on what it's called at the moment, but it's uh, for uh, lets you record with a, like mm -hmm. three cameras at once. So yeah, pretty cool for these shoots or something. You know, we'll get something working. Yeah, and I got uh, I think I got 256 for my storage. Um, okay. So I got like the the definitely the higher one for that because I was just like ah, just in case. Like yeah, after two years of my iPhone 8 with its like 64 gig storage, I mm. basically filled it all up. So I was like, wow, mm. let's just get that up. I need then. very little these days because I do everything in the cloud pretty much. Sure. But if you start shooting a lot of video or something like that, then, yep. you know, That's what I was kind of thinking, plus I, I do like to keep a lot of my like trip photos, even though I back them up to the cloud. Like I like mm -hmm. to keep them on my phone sometimes just yeah. to like show people or like take a trip down memory lane. Yep. So. Well, do you let, uh, Apple photos back them up? Is that where you back them up? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you can do the checkbox for, um, it will offload them after a while, right. you know? So right. you can still access them, but it will like use a little data to load up the full image from the thumbnail. But right. Yeah. Yeah. Two fifty six will hold you, I'm sure. Yeah, I kinda think so. But it was well, like it was like six dollar difference in price per month. Oh, so per month, like, yeah. Between like, yeah, sixty four to two fifty six. And I was like, wow, that just seems worth it. So Yep. Cool. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. How about I, your uh, week now that you're back with us? <laughs> I'm uh, sure people are sick of well, hearing me. I, I suppose I should spend <laughs> some more time in the week like testing this stuff and getting it <laughs> get getting it figured out. Uh what's what's wrong. Maybe it's uh I've got an old, old USB extension cable. Maybe it's having losing connectivity or something like that. And then it's oh, like, sure. Not uh, some, I don't know, thing to try, but the rest of the week was, was pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. I 
went to the Invisible Man. Yeah. Um, yeah so, how was that? I mean, yesterday was Friday the thirteenth, so I guess it's a little spooky-ish, right? For right. um, but it yeah, it was, yeah, it was it was really good. It was definitely it wasn't horror, it was thriller. Um, mm -hmm. but it was well done. Um, it's I won't spoil anything, spoiler free, but it's tense. It's really tense. Okay. And it's not how I thought it would go. Like, I guess I just, my mind isn't that vicious. So when the invisible man in there is doing what he's doing, you're like, oh man, harsh. Okay. So, okay. But, Have you read like the invisible man? No, I a long time okay. ago saw the Kevin Bacon one. Um, sure. And that's it. So. Okay. I remember I read it. Um, after I watched, oh God, such a terrible movie, but I half love it. Um, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Mm, um, yeah, I've yeah. seen some of that. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So then I, I wanted to go and like read all of like the individual stories, like, you know, reading mm -hmm. Dracula, reading The Invisible Man um, or 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And yeah, uh, yeah it's just, it, it was far different than obviously the movie because the movie is like mm -hmm. terrible like adaptation of all of those characters but it was really fun it's a good book nice cool cool um oh okay yeah my my stream had cut out for a second but mm -hmm. um okay well i lost my point oh yeah um <laughs> we, you saw way. that there was no um um drinking holidays this week I know, on? I know. I feel like they're just like clearing it out because, you know. For St. Patrick's St. Pat Day? Yeah, St. Patrick's Day. I mean, you just like, it's so iconic for drinking. So <laughs> yeah, okay. they're just like, no, we're just not going to have anything that interferes with that. So um, in honor of St. Patrick's Day, I'm not, I'm not having anything on the rocks this week, um, but I am having an Irish coffee. Okay. So nice. in a green mug too. So, I mean, oh, I'm wow. getting in the spirit. <laughs> the, How about you? Um, Irish coffee sounds good right now, but I've got in honor of, I guess, spring, springish okay. feeling stuff. Ooh, it's a light. What is that? It's a, it's a local beer and okay. it's a peach kind of infused beer. So it's called Fuzzy something or another. It's okay. just light and drinkable. Got picked up a growler of the other day. I was sure. going to get a case of Corona um, <laughs> just to support we have it. Some of that in our house. <laughs> yeah, I had one at, when I went to Invisible Man, nice. and then uh, I was going to get more to support them. But it's like, well, maybe I'll just support a local business instead. That sounds sure. better, sure. I guess. So yeah, yeah, we uh, we picked up a case of Corona actually before all of this went down. Mm. So I feel like we are unconsciously prepping or helping yeah. them. But <laughs> yeah, well, um, news for the week. Yes. Um, media news. I got some more gaming stuff coming up. Mm -hmm. I mean, by now, I'm sure some listeners can figure out some of the things we like for what we bring up here, but <laughs> we got more Witcher news. Yes. Um, a couple different there. Witcher items. Yeah. So, new, so CD Projekt Red, who makes the Witcher games, um, mm -hmm. has been working on Cyberpunk 2077. Mm -hmm. And people were worried because in the past they'd talked like they didn't really have more plans for Witcher games. Well, this week they confirmed they're going to be 
doing more Witcher. I -hmm. think probably the popularity of the Netflix series had something to do with that. But I said immediately when they're done with Cyberpunk 2077, they're going to be working on new Witcher game. Don't know anything more about it, really. Um, Other than there's like a smaller team right now that's kind of working on that and two big teams finishing Cyberpunk. So. Yeah, I uh, I read the article that you had linked to, and I thought it was interesting that it's not the game as of yet now um, isn't going to be like Witcher Four, like mm. it's not going to be sequential. They were talking about like it's just going to be something else, which I think is is interesting considering like the altered carbon news we have later as well. Mm-hmm. It seems like that's trendy right now to do like side stories, I guess, or like companion something you know parallel that's not quite like in the universe that you know it but is like similar well i am a big fan of that because um you know when, when i'd write some like D stories mm-hmm. or backstories or something like that what i loved to do was you start building a little bit of a world and then you mention a uh, a place or an item or a character that because you have to fill things out so you just like it's not just um so one note or whatever right. but you don't explain those other things and so it just makes your mind go like oh there's this these more more to this world all these mm-hmm. other things that we could explore and so when they have a story like the witcher series that wraps up nicely and it's a well done story mm-hmm. i'm ready to see other parts of it because it's a big sure. vast world um mm-hmm. covers a lot of time and uh yeah i'm you know they did the um witcher tale Thronebreaker or witcher tale mm-hmm. that's a game that's out as well um and that is dealing with other characters and they have some comic books that deal with other characters and so sure. i'm i'm for more of that yeah i'm excited i'm excited about that i'm i guess i'm selectively excited i'm excited about the witcher game but i'm not as excited about altered carbon but we could talk about that sure after yeah other witcher news yep yep uh yeah and the other witcher bit is uh gwent is so mm-hmm. in the game witcher there's a car game you play in the game called gwent they released a full version of that game that's standalone but it's it's different you play it you play it differently but it's still a car game and i never thought i would play it a digital car game but I love love this one, and this week is the Gwent mm-hmm. Masters, uh, so you can watch watch that go down on on Twitch. Nice. So nice. Yep. One of the few things that is still happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. All the, I mean, uh, right? digital online tournaments. Yeah, you don't. I don't think Gwent is big enough. They have in person. Right. Things. Oh, I don't Which know. I mean might be helpful right about now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so speaking of things that you can do online, not around people, um, Call of Duty Warzone was released this week and it is currently available for download. They, I think, let, um, certain people download it first, mm-hmm. um, and then like, like some streamers, certain, yeah, some certain level of like PS4 members and things like that. And then, um, it was released to the public later on Wednesday, um, but I've heard it's gotten like really positive reviews so far because they changed an element of the game um, where 
the player so like in this sort of like melee format the player who downs another player gets credit for a kill rather than somebody who actually like fires the shot that kills them or like executes the maneuver that kills them because people sure are like what, I mean. what do you mean so like so like you've played have you played halo or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or like call of duty uh very little of call of duty but okay so like in halo like when you're you know hunting down another member um and like you are about to like take them down and then you take like you maybe fire a shot that like takes them down and like gets them on the floor but like doesn't quite kill them yet and then you have like one more shot to kill them other players were like other players can like swoop in and deliver Mm -hmm. the final killing blow and then they would get like credit for that and people Mm -hmm. were so like that sort of thing was happening in call of duty this like melee mode where like one player would down another player and then like run up but before that they could get like the actual kill shot in um somebody else would like see this swoop in and take the final shot and then they would get credit for the kill so this is specifically so like in a battle royale game Mm -hmm. mode um So I know like in Fortnite, you would be, you would, you knock someone. Mm-hmm. So you shoot them to replenish their health. They're yep. knocked now. Yep. Um, whoever does that, that knocks a person, whenever that person is finished off, gets the kill. So you're saying yep. that wasn't the case before and now it is. In Call of Duty, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that seems really like weird to have it the other way to start. I know, I know. I don't I don't know if they just like didn't think about it or like just didn't think that people would do that, but like that was a major major complaint for Call of Duty for a really long time. So. Okay. So they finally fixed it, so obviously like everybody is uh is quite happy now with this mm-hmm. new game. See, so, only heard producer, positive things about it. A producer says kill stealing has been around forever. Um mm-hmm. when I think of that, I think of you know, you, so say the person's health is a hundred and you put in 90 of the damage and then someone comes by and pops someone yeah. and they take in the rest of it. That's a, that's a thing. I mean, so that's normal because then you <laughs> get an assist, you know, you did most of the damage, but you get an assist because the other person finished him up. Mm-hmm. So that's, but that's just the way that's going to be. If you're going to play as a team or with other people, but the once someone is down and effectively mm-hmm. eliminated, unless they get rezzed, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be that would be weird, and I didn't know that uh, that was a thing in in yeah. Call of Duty because that would be ridiculous. Well, that's why I don't play, I guess. <laughs> well, or maybe now why you should start playing with Warzone. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Call of Duty has such a like it's known for such a. Um, I mean, it's got a fast turnaround. You know, your mm-hmm. time to kill is is short, and so that's fine. But you can drop in a match and die back and die right away you know and you get to keep coming back or whatever but um i don't know i've never been it's just never hooked me i'm kind of like ashley where you know like i never wanted to play a digital card game but gwent is cool enough the witcher world is cool enough that it pulled me in the sun yeah it's free though so yep yep so i can give it a try yep um I guess in other gaming news, I was going to just talk initially about E3 being canceled. Oh, yeah. But 
now we just changed it to everything being canceled. Well, it so is. <laughs> we'd already, yeah, we'd already brought up how everything is canceled, but uh, you have a few more things that maybe people can do during the time or something. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like streaming services are just like probably exploding. Um, I know many people who have said that they're they're signing up for more streaming services, like just sort of to be ready for quarantine. Um, I think Disney Plus especially is going to see a huge influx of uh, new members. Sure. Especially since like kids are like being taken out of schools or like they're shutting down, like parents are going to want ways for kids to uh, um, be entertained. So I think Disney Plus is going to see some pretty big numbers pretty soon. Um, but then on the flip side, like I just read about um, Netflix halting all U.S. productions on all of their shows. Um, so like Stranger Things season four is probably one of the biggest things that people might care about being mm -hmm. affected. Mm -hmm. um, that production is completely shut down. Um, and they they haven't halted overseas productions yet. Um, so The Witcher 2 is currently still filming, but okay. that could be halted shortly. Mm-hmm. So, and then other studios are are following suit. Like Disney has shut down all of its live action films that it was planning. Um, like The Little Mermaid, apparently they were going to reboot Home Alone to um, Nightmare Alley, Peter Pan and Wendy. Yeah, a bunch okay. of different titles. So yeah, kind of a um, mishmash. Oh yeah, yeah, I saw that. Alan just said Frozen 2 was released on Disney Plus three months earlier than expected. Yeah, I just saw that announcement come through. So that's going to be a, a big incentive for people, I think, to get Disney yep. Plus. It's yep. like, it's, I mean, I get it. It's taking advantage of what's happening in the world. So, yep. Well, we're um, about a half hour in, we're trying to keep them um, more to an hour. And we got yeah. some pretty awesome spoilery discussions <gasps> coming up here. Yay. So um, <laughs> we got to, get to some of that um let's see but you had also seen the trailer for mm -hmm. alter carbon resleeved so yes. we're, next week we're probably gonna get to our recap of alter carbon season mm -hmm. one and two but in the meantime they released yes. a trailer for uh like you say a spin-off or an animated version mm -hmm. uh, for netflix yep thoughts <laughs> Um, so yeah, unlike Witcher side story, I do not like this exactly. Um, I think, I don't know. It's tough now, obviously, like I can understand maybe like, you know, you can't maybe shoot a next season of altered carbon so quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, and now with like production being halted on so many things, like it's going to make it even more difficult. But I feel like this was shot prior to all of that happening. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, I'm not super thrilled about the trailer. I'm excited about elements of it. Okay. Um, I'm excited about this like Yakuza focus okay. that they're having um, and sort of like exploring some of like, I guess half of Takeshi's, you know, nationality because he's um, half Japanese. So I'm I'm interested in exploring maybe that sort of backstory, and I'm interested. Like I I feel like the 
tying the stacks to these like tattoos of the Yakuza and having them be like these interesting enhanced sleeves is a really cool idea. Mm -hmm. And it shows up really well, I think, in animation. So that's like the part I do like. The part I don't like is I feel like this animated version is somehow taking a step back from like the live action version. Like I love the world that they've built with the live action and it's just so real and gritty and like full and somehow like the animated version seems less, like it makes it seem less, it's less rich. Okay. I don't know how to describe it like the the effect that it gives me but yeah i just i'm not i think if like the the animated version had come first i would be more interested in it but now that i'm like so like into this dark moody gritty real world of the live action version i can't get out of this like that mindset and get to this like fun like colorful poppy digitized world well hopefully it's not colorful fun and pop i mean they, clearly there's a little more color to the palette i suppose but right. i mean season one of altered carbon was pretty colorful with like the neon and you know they're going for that yeah. cyberpunk aesthetic uh, um but um where it's just yeah neon kanji everywhere right but um, that, that worked for me but i just i didn't i guess i haven't seen like the contrasting darkness in the trailer sure you know what i mean like everything yeah. was in the daylight so i was just like hmm I mean, I'll give it a chance. Um, yeah. Because I like the I, I like other animated spinoffs. So I, notoriously, the first one that I know of that started it was The Matrix doing Animatrix. Mm-hmm. And they sure. had, yep. I think it was nine shorts or something like that. And they brought in acclaimed animated creators um, from uh, to, to tackle each one individually. And I really appreci- appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they did a quick animated um, Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. It was pretty short and just one. Um, sure. So I'm for the idea of it, um, mm-hmm. but I'm generally not a 3D animated from a Japanese studio fan. Like mm-hmm. to me, it usually detracts from uh, an anime whenever they use a lot of CGI. Yes. Stuff. Um, I prefer, and look, they draw all of it on a computer, so I get that, but it, it emulates the hand-drawn and still, like, largely hand-drawn just mm-hmm. on a computer. And, um, but when it's trying to look 3D, I just don't like the style. Yep, I agree very much. Like, that was a big distraction for me in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I didn't... I didn't like that animation style and I felt like it's harder when characters speak and their their mouths don't quite like match. It feels more obvious in that sort of like 3D format. I don't know why. I can't mm-hmm. explain it, but to me like when there was like some like off timing, I felt like I could really really see it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a risk with 3D yeah. animation. Yeah, Matt in chat says he thinks people liked Animatrix. And yeah, I I mean, I certainly did. And I, I think mm-hmm. it went over well. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, they mentioned by the creator of Kaui Bebop. Now, I don't know if they mean uh, Shinichiro Wata, uh, Watanabe, but um, if it is by him, that gives me 
like some more confidence. Yeah, for sure. But that's not always a guarantee either. I started uh, Carol and Tuesday on Netflix, which is his. Okay. Yeah. And I wasn't really pulling me in. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's not a guarantee. But right. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah. I mean, animation can be done right. And that's kind of in our next topic. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, Castlevania. So this is uh, the next half of the show is spoilerific for yes. Castlevania. <laughs> we'll get into Westworld. So um, I won't even say we put up the spoiler banner. Well, I mean, you could, I guess. I don't know. Just whatever. for a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah. But just in case somebody stepped away. Right. It's going to be spoiler heavy. Spoiler heavy. So yes. yep. I do apologize, but we want to get in some good discussions on the um, on uh, the new season of Castlevania and such. So and there's a lot to discuss. I mean, yes. So I mean, do you, you want to start? I'm very excited <laughs> about this topic. I just I finished it last night. So nice. yeah, um, I mean, I I binge watched it Thursday night. Nice. Um, I, well, I realized first... I was actually farther behind than I thought I was. So I was only on mm. like episode two and then okay. was like, just straight shot it all the entire night. Didn't so, go to bed till midnight. <laughs> before we get to season three, what yeah. are your thoughts on season one and two? Like just in general, how did you, uh, did you like season one and two? Mm -hmm. You know, what was stronger? Um, sure. Um, I, ooh. I really liked season two. Season one was just so short. I think it was a good thing though. I feel like it's actually been a great thing. Like normally I don't love when like TV shows have like short seasons and then they like progressively get longer because sometimes I think that can like detract from the quality, but I actually really liked it because it felt like they were doing this really great intro into the world in season one and like, you know, setting everything up, getting all the characters, like, like I'm super, super pumped about it. Um, and, and it like made me pumped to like get into the universe and then get into season two. So sure. I like the way that they set that up. Um, but I like season two better because I felt like now I'm really in it. Like okay. that season one was my intro and now I'm just like in this world and I'm bested. And like, I feel like I get backstories for all of these characters and, um, the only thing that I maybe didn't love was the first part of the season felt a little slow and then so much of the action happened okay. in like the last two episodes, which yeah. I, I feel like also was happening with this season. Okay. Without, without giving anything away right away. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, season one, I, I always wanted to watch that um, like turned way up and on the big screen all all the episodes at once because to me it's such a well contained nice ride and we'll get into the cast more later but dracula is so good and yes. his moments of anger are so yes. great and um so i love season one uh you know it's like and it's like proof of concept you know they're like can we get more money to to make more of this. Yeah. So when they went to season two, um, ultimately I liked it, but it did, wasn't as tight and clean mm -hmm. to me. So they had some, some sort of, um, 
particularly between Isaac, one of the Forge Masters, mm -hmm. and Dracula, some conver heavier conversations that I think didn't necessarily land. Um, okay. They, uh, like, there's a lot of talking without enough being explicitly said. Sure. You know, I know there's sort of a like lot of with, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but I liked the introduce the introduction of make of making this world bigger, and they yeah. pace they did set that up well with having all these other vampires, and it really is seeing that Dracula is the king of the vampires, so mm -hmm. um, he has other people that other vampires to deal with, and right. And so, I I enjoy season two, um, but I think ultimately I I liked season one for its like okay just clean precision. Sure, sure. I um. Yeah, I, I like that season one was very direct and to the point. Like it was, you know, here's our like very clear story arc and here's like our resolution. Um, but I mean, I just, I feel like season two is so great seeing like the dynamics between the characters, like like real complex relationships. And that's mm -hmm. usually what I'm I'm watching for in a world. Yeah. So. Well, I think that's what season three then excelled yes. at. You know. <laughs> I agree. So if you want to want to have some thoughts on season three, because um, I was really <laughs> impressed. I was very impressed. Yes. yes. Like I said, I felt like the first part of the season was really kind of slow. Like I know that they needed to like set up everybody and what they were doing, you know, like that Alucard is feeling alone and isolated at Dracula's castle. And then Trevor and Sypha are going off and like having these like really great adventures. And now like there's a new mystery for them at a town and they're going to stop somewhere. Um, but, and then, you know, Isaac's on his journey to find Hector. Hector's on his like forced journey by Carmilla. But it just, it all felt like too much setup. Like I needed a little bit more advancement in the early episodes. Um, for things then to get to where they needed to be in the final two episodes. Right. Okay. But that being said, like, I really, I, I liked some elements of the early setups because I feel like there were some side characters that really affected people's journeys mm -hmm. and that they needed to be there. Like, so I'm going to start with Isaac, Isaac meeting the captain. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's still like about midway through but like him meeting the captain and meeting this like old man in the, in the shop that he's in, who gifts him with one of those distance mirrors. Yep. Like these people, like they needed to be there because Isaac had sort of lost all hope in humanity after Hector's betrayal of Dracula. Okay. Yep. So I get that they needed to be there to like, give him some like things to think about, but like all of that just felt like too long. Like I needed Isaac to keep moving forward. Okay. okay. Um, and then <laughs> some of it I felt like, so with Alucard meeting Sumi and Taka, mm -hmm. I felt like right from the beginning of meeting them, I was already like betrayal. Like this is happening. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> leery. Yes, I yeah. was. And I was right. But yeah, but I, you I were right. Yes. I definitely felt like I saw this like coming. Okay. It was so yeah. like they just I know like they were sort of like supposed to be maybe an echo of Sypha 
you know, looking for the sleeper beneath the city who would help them mm -hmm. defeat Dracula. And then they were yeah. coming to like Alucard being like, oh, like we need help mm -hmm. in defeating the vampires. And like, won't you help us? But I don't know, just something from like the very moment that they were up in there. I was just like, mm, no, this isn't happening the same way. I think it was part of their performance that, you know, led to that and the way they, mm -hmm. you know, some looks they gave and stuff. Mm -hmm. I didn't think that immediately. Um, you know, it kind of as it went on, like, oh, these guys seem a little suspicious or a little discontent or something, sure. you know. So it didn't uh I guess I was I was optimistic for a while with that. Sure. Yeah, I mean I was I was happy for Alucard for like a hot minute because it seemed like he finally, you know, had some company and he was kind of going a little crazy. Although I do feel like living alone for just a couple months was a little soon to be going crazy. Sure. Um you know, I think it's the coping but, with having killed his father. Yeah, yeah. You know, I feel like so, that, that, that should have been like alluded to more to just be like, I'm not just like lonely. I just had this huge thing happen where I killed my dad and now I'm suffering like post-traumatic stress about it. Like mm -hmm. that I can understand. I was just like, I don't know why you're super lonely. Like a bunch of people live alone. It seems around these places. So whatever. Yeah. But yeah. And I mean, yeah, you'd think that maybe he'd be used to being alone, but he's coming mm -hmm. to, you know, it's difficult because he's half vampire and half human. So right. he's, he can't, um, he can't just go make friends, you know? Yeah. And I get that. Um, yeah. I, I, I like the bit at the very end with him where he's basically curled up crying where his dad's body was torched. And it's like rings there and stuff. And it's like, mm -hmm. he's, he's hurting. And yeah, so sad. This season was so sad for him. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He sort of had like the opposite journey of Isaac where, you know, he, Isaac had people who were making him believe in humanity again and believe in his own faith again. Mm -hmm. And then Alucard had like sort of a similar experience to his father where mm -hmm. humanity betrayed him and he saw the worst side of humanity. And now that's like shaken his faith and belief in like the goodness of people. So it's very, yeah. very different separate journeys. But I think, I think those contrasted really well with each other. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that was well, those parallels were well done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, I was. Unlike some other parallels, I wasn't quite so happy with. Okay. But. Like what? Okay. Um, so I, so I'm going to speed ahead to like the last couple of episodes because just for a minute, we, I think we can go back and talk about other new characters that were introduced in the season that I really enjoyed. Mm -hmm. um, but just for like a minute, the last two episodes to me felt like the, everything was like coming to a head, um, but they felt very much like the final phases of a video game. Um, okay. Like the music like would always like crescendo. They were having this like big, huge battle in the Priory. And like the way that it was shot was very like Trevor and Sypha are like battling the final boss right now, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, which I loved. That was very like classic video game to me and like sort of a fun nod to like the show's roots. But then they would like temper that, you know, like victory through battle with like these weird super explicit sex scenes of betrayal for other characters. And I was just like, I'm not 
feeling this juxtaposition right here. Hmm. Like, I know what you're doing. And I know that like all of these like plot points are like coming to a crescendo, mm -hmm. but I felt like, like those sex scenes were just like too much. And it took me out of like being in this cartoon, this animated world, and then like took me into like, I've seen this done in real movies and it's just so much more effective because animated anatomy just doesn't look like real sure. 3D human anatomy. And I just like, I don't know why you want to focus on like that sort of thing because it, it takes you out when I feel like you see that sort of thing and you're like, it's not the same. I, I was... um I guess I appreciate it because I've liked this show that they don't pull any punches. And to mm -hmm. me, nothing is, nothing is felt, um, particularly forced. Um, you know, sometimes things, you know, I know game of Thrones has gotten flack for it before, like putting in a sex scene to have a sex scene or being mm -hmm. over the top to be over the top. And I never really felt it in that either. Um, mm -hmm. personally. So I was, um, initially on its face when you have two sex scenes hap two sex scenes happening and then two battle scenes i mean it's like you think okay well you have two good things going on contrasted with two awful things going on and maybe that's kind of strange for a person to have that go back and forth even though people do that too but when you realize that all of four things are bad things happening yep. they're essentially four battles and it is everything coming to a head it's kind of like i mean you get that with game of thrones it's usually the penultimate episode mm -hmm. is that's where everything goes that's where everything wraps up you know and it makes things really exciting they could have moved um like maybe the sex scenes earlier or something and been less explicit or whatever but if they do that now they need to not explore those storylines anymore for the rest of the season. Because as soon as you go back to that, well, now you need to start the next phase of their journey. Right. So, you know, if Hector, he gets trapped and whatever, and he does that four episodes past the, you know, before the end, mm -hmm. we can't see Hector again. Totally. You know? Yeah, no, I, yeah, I have no problem with, like, the actual timing. I thought all of that, like, essentially worked well. It was literally just, like, so obviously in this season, like, the, there's no more allusion to Trevor and Sypha sleeping together. They're, they're just sleeping yep. together. Like, we know mm -hmm. that now. And I just feel like that, but the way that they don't, like, actually show them sleeping together is, like, a more effective, like, more real sense of like these characters are together than this like super super graphic like let me show like animated moving body parts and like let me zoom in on certain things like mm -hmm. some of that just to me was just like ah, i'm not feeling like the effectiveness of this so yeah so mm -hmm. i totally agree about like the timing of this i think it worked in juxtaposition to the battles it was literally just like i felt like they they should have been the sex scene should have been shot more suggestively. I thought they were trying to get like too close to like actual like human live action sex. And sure. I was just like, it's not working for me. Sure. Yeah, I um, um, definitely a lot happens in those last couple episodes. Mm -hmm. It is, uh, but uh, you were saying before how you thought the beginning was a little slow. 
Mm -hmm. um, and I was actually, cause in season two, I was not overly interested in a lot of the stories mm -hmm. other than, um, you know, Alucard and, uh, Trevor and Saitha mm -hmm. and everything else. So the forge masters and Dracula stuff and the other vampires didn't interest me as much. And so I was surprised when this one started, I felt invested in every storyline and there yeah. were the like four different storylines going on the whole time. And I was never upset to go to one of them. Yes. And so I was really impressed with that, that I cared about each character or, or situation. And, um, so it, it made me like really feel that the whole season was worthwhile. And then the, having the, the big craziness at the end or whatever was to me a good payoff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody's story was interesting. Um, it just felt, I, I guess I may be focusing a bit too much, I think on Isaac. Because mm. his storyline to me was a little like disjointy. I really, I thought it was interesting. Um, and I thought it was interesting to learn more about him and sort of like his struggles, but I just didn't feel like maybe he had quite enough of a point by the mm -hmm. end of the season. Like me, he, was, he was going to like find Hector and like mm -hmm. revenge and, you know, but then it was just like, okay, now I'm like side battling, like, this guy who's like king of the zombie green crowned people. And mm -hmm. then what, like, what to was me, that going to do to me? I mean, so Hector's trapped in a jail cell, right? Um, Saifa and Trevor find this town to deal with, mm -hmm. uh, with the crazy monks. And then, um, you've got, uh, um, Isaac there. That to me is, the one that can play with the most, mm -hmm. you know, because so um, he his ultimate goal is, like you say, to find Hector, but we don't know how he's going to get from point A to point B. And so his journey there can be all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And so it's ultimately is about, you know, what does he become as a person and how mm -hmm. does he resolve himself by the time he gets to Hector? Sure. So we'll have those those beats, those moments, whatever those experiences are to see how he's shaped. Sure. And, um, I was, uh, the, the town with all the Jesus Christ zombies, um, <laughs> was out of left field. But to me, that's the thing. Anything he encounters can be out of left field because sure. he's just journeying and they're not going to pull a game of Thrones where blink and I'm across the continent. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, I appreciate that for sure. Like, he shouldn't just be like, I'm sailing on a boat. Now I'm here to Hector. Like, it's so great. Um, but I just, I maybe wanted his storyline to tie in, like, a little bit more with the others. You know, like, be somewhat relational at the end. Like, great, he just, like, battled the Jesus Christ zombie people. But, like, where is he? Like, what is he doing? Mm. Like, is he close to Hector? Like, you know, is he you know, meeting somebody who's going to take him to Carmilla, like, you know, I don't know. It just, it felt like it ended a little, like, not tied in. And I wanted, like, maybe, like, a cliffhanger for him. Like, okay. a setup of something that shows, like, okay, he's, like, moving forward and, like, gonna, gonna maybe go on the next part of his journey to find Hector. So, yeah, the way I, I saw it in my head, anyways, was that 
he was on his path and this town was in his way. And this sure. happened to be the craziness that was going on there. Mm -hmm. And he can take the opportunity, I would assume, to convert that entire city into his night army. Because right. once those, all those people are freed and, and dead, because he told right. then his people, go kill them all, but don't eat right. them. I would think he'd go around and start turning everybody. And now he's got, so this town is his excuse to like wipe them all out and turn right. them all into demons. Right. And uh, well, leave here really powerful. He's certainly going to have an easier time of it out of the two Forge Masters. Like Isaac's ability seems pretty much immediate. Where like Hector has to literally actually forge, like or that that's what we've seen in previous seasons. Like he's on a table, like actually forging, and like mm -hmm. Isaac is just like stab done, like yeah. immediate in midair turning. Yeah. So I I'll be interested to see what happens there. I guess Hector is a I think protagonist of a later video game. Okay, and so it'd be interesting because Hector's such a sad, pathetic character at this point. Like he's so naive. He's incredibly naive. He yeah. wasn't season one yeah. and two. And well, I don't know if we saw him in season one, but since we've known him, he has and he hasn't. Um, yeah, so I mean, again, a betrayal. I was definitely like, I'm seeing this coming. Like yeah. from the second mm -hmm. that they were about to have sex, I was like, oh, dude, she yep. she is definitely going to do something here. Like, I don't know why I don't see it, but cool. I just keep thinking I, how Isaac wouldn't be in this position Definitely. because even if he were captured, he would reclaim, he would reclaim some, a position of, of authority because mm -hmm. he understand that they do need him. He can assess demands, yeah. you know, and that, um, that, you know, he can plot his escape later. Like mm -hmm. he's not going to, you know, stoop down to the level of just like, I'll do what you say, whatever you want. You know, yeah. it's just, um, Hector's pathetic. He's really yeah. Pathetic. He, he really just can't catch a break here. Um, but I mean, he's clearly also not as capable as, as Isaac, like you said. I mean, we've seen Isaac, um, oh, good. Spoilers are still up. We've seen Isaac, uh, kill Godbrand. So we know he can kill a vampire. And like Hector, the only times he's tried has like failed super miserably. Mm -hmm. So. so to me, like this can be an opportunity. So if he got there and if I imagine if this was me, you start making some demands. All right, I need clothes. I'm going to get my own little place here or whatever. You're going to show me right. some freaking respect and I'm going to make you some monsters. And they're going to, you know, look and they can question whether they're you're going to have them turn against you or whatever. But right. there'll be that back and forth. Like, well, you could kill me anytime and I could kill you anytime. So it's kind of a balance. Mm -hmm. And during that process, you then plan your your escape or whatever you want there. And right. you get better at your craft. So you'd be practicing your craft. You'll probably learn a few things from some vampires, mm -hmm. like a bad, wrong path, wrong decisions everywhere. So I'll be interested to see what his character arc is. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see... Um you know, with those like rings that Lenore had forged for the vampire mm -hmm. sisters to like make Hector, you know, now loyal to all of them. If Hector meets that particular individual and then finds some way out of like the bond of the ring yeah. that way, like saying so, it's, you know, for the night creatures or something. And then like, you know, 
studying that and being like, oh, it's, you know, loyalty for the night creatures, but then somehow like figures out a way to break that. Well, I was thinking that maybe it's, you know, they're kind of cocky with, well, if you try to have them harm us, you'll be in incredible pain, mm -hmm. but will it be the other way around? Right. Like if they go and smack them in the face, are they going right. to feel, and, you Is know, it so it might be a, yeah, yeah double-edged sword here. And again, yep. putting them on an even playing field, you right. know, it's one of those things like it, particularly before this, you know, at the end they said, oh, the real people are talking, you know, you, hush yeah. or whatever. and it's one of those things before the ring, if you got into that negotiation area before you got that bond, then you could have been like, um, no, actually you're going to, you're going right. to show me some respect here. I'm going to sit at this table with you or whatever. Right. And have some pull. So. Yeah. I find it, um. I wrote this, I find it quite ironic, especially, um, and I think it's very pointedly done, um, that at the end, Lenore makes Hector kneel down and, and she reaches down and like the camera angle is from Hector's face. And she's like, my little pet. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Just like Hector with his little pets. So now he like is getting like a firsthand view of what it's like to be somebody's little pet. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think it's very interesting that this is now his journey. Well, so we're up against an hour, but I think that sure. we should, to do this service, we should uh, go a little more, more and finish this. I think we're going to have yeah. to uh, shelve Westworld to give it its due sure. to well, the time. Mean, yes, first first episode of the new season is tomorrow. So we'll clearly have lots to say for that next yeah. week. Mm -hmm. um, but I wanted to talk a little, like you got listed some mm -hmm. new characters that yeah. are important and just calling out some of the amazing voice casts that they managed to get yes. for the show. I was so excited about this. Yeah, it, I mean, it like, took me like no time at all to like recognize these voices. I know. It's so <laughs> at first I thought, is that Bill Nye? That sounds like Bill Nye. And then it was. <laughs> so that's amazing. Um yeah, Saint Germain. So there's a character. Um not spoilers off, Alan, definitely not spoilers <laughs> off. Uh it's uh still spoilerific. But St. Germain, um, mm -hmm. so one thing I saw IGN point out that I thought was uh, amazing is if you look at St. Germain's character mm -hmm. right next to the magician, the old man magician, it, they look very similar. Sure. And sure. and the so in the games, I guess, St. Germain is based off a character loosely that can time travel. And... Um, we don't know explicitly that he can time travel, but he is dimension traveling mm -hmm. um, in this. And so the idea is maybe he has, you know, and he also mentions mortals, all those mortals or whatever, and yeah. like, so he can live a long time. Um, maybe he gets really old and mad from jumping between different universes or whatever. And he is the magician. Ooh, I like and, that. And then the other thing is that that we thought of then talking about it last night was sure. the old woman that was left at the village, left behind. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's the woman that he was going after and has now been traveling with. Sure. But now he's gone mad and she doesn't want any part of it. And so that's why he would have left her alive out of sure. anyone else there. Sure. Ooh, I like that. It's, I mean, I don't know, but it's trippy and it would yes, be exciting if that's super interesting. And I mean she's she's not exactly totally sane either 
Right. Um, which would make mm-hmm. sense, I think, for somebody, if that was her, somebody who spent clearly quite a while, we don't know how much time in the infinite corridor. I mean, yeah. you know, they never really quite get to like how long she's been there. But I mean, and yep. who knows if like in the infinite corridor, time moves differently. Right. Um, so yeah, so that that is an interesting theory. It, they did a shot by shot of uh, St. Germain sure. and the magician. And they even call out towards the end, Trevor says, he is a magician. And then, right. you know, and then they, the yeah. other guy, I think he's credited as the magician. Um, it's, uh, I don't know. That's cool. That's really cool to me. So, yeah, no, I like it. That's a cool theory. We'll have to see uh, where that plays out. If yeah. it plays out in season four. But yeah, did you have any thoughts on, on St. Germain? And um, I thought, yeah, I, th- I thought he was like a fun character. Um, he was a good ally, obviously for Trevor and Saifa. They, clearly needed some extra help um you know in dealing like with all of the events that were happening in lindenfold um and he was he was a fun ally i think that was kind of like helping them along the journey but also like you know providing some comic relief investigating what was happening like at the priory you know places that they clearly couldn't get to so he was he was a great addition i think Mm -hmm. and his his storyline, finding the infinite corridor, obviously like dovetails really neatly with a lot of the theories that are flying out there now that is Dracula coming back because mm-hmm. we saw him in the infinite corridor. So his was like a fun, like side journey that became part of like the essential story. Do you want Dracula to come back? Oh, I do and I don't. Um, I don't want him to come back without his wife. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want just Dracula back. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I think that, that wouldn't really serve any narrative purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, but should he come back with Lisa, that could be very interesting. Okay. Like, maybe she's changed a bunch. Well, in the games, he comes back every hundred years. Okay. Like, he just can't, you know. So, what I want, what I would like to at this point see from this series is that with probably one more season could go mm-hmm. a couple episodes longer sure they or two seasons and shorter whatever mm-hmm. um they conclude the path they have set the clear like i mean the threat that they have that the four sisters are conspiring and like that whole like it's gonna have to be them versus isaac and his army yeah and you know the ramifications of that and clearly i'm sure saifa and trevor and the pride pull and all the card will get involved you know that to me is a good clear direction mm-hmm. without adding a whole bunch of filler and right. whatever then i'd like to see him stop okay like wrap it up and have that and then if they want to later do more castlevania it will be a hundred years later Dracula's back. Sure. It's now the spawn, uh, the children, grandchildren of Trevor and Saifa right. dealing with Dracula coming back and again, Alucard. And so sure. that would be my hope. So they don't just like try dragging this on forever. Oh, bring back right. Dracula. Right. And that gets like redundant. And you have like a Death Star situation or something mm-hmm. within the series. Yeah. I, yeah. My, um, I don't feel like Dracula needs to be brought back. I think mm-hmm. if he like if he is, if that's like their goal, um, like I said, I just want him to be brought back with his wife because I don't want like some random like 
Dracula's back. Like, what are we going to do with him? Um, obviously, be I would assume like he, part of his coming back would be like revenge on Carmilla. Um, but who knows? I don't know. I just feel like Alucard's already broken enough. Like, do we really need his dad coming back and like all of the sacrifice that he made and all of like the hurt that he's gone through would, would then just feel like nothing, I think. Right. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't put it in the in the show notes, but okay. I had been mentioned about um, the showrunner um, wanting to incorporate Devil May Cry series. Um, oh. So he says we'll join the cast, join Castlevania, and what we're now calling the bootleg multiverse. Okay. Um, so this I'm worried about. Mm-hmm. Um, like so far they've been to me pretty like they've really honored Castlevania well as far yeah. as I as far as I can tell and like throwing in Devil May Cry mm-hmm. could be cool but man it could be not cool <laughs> too yeah so could be unnecessary complications mm-hmm. yeah yeah he said he inquired the rights so that the the jabronis in Hollywood don't f this one up too. <laughs> okay. So that's his quote. Um, right. Using a little of the uh, my favorite person, the rocks language there, jabroni. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. Um, okay. I'm, so I, my point is, I love this season. I loved yeah. it. I love the action sequences at the end. It's maybe my favorite animated action sequence mm-hmm. ever in any animated yeah. form. Wow. Okay. Um, I know I'd have to think I, I about it more. It. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Saifa and Trevor fight so well together and like they do a great job with that. So, um, but yeah. I'm worried for the future. I, I agree. Um, on the, on the fight itself, I had totally actually forgotten about Trevor's original whip. Mm-hmm. And so when you brought that out, I was like, that's right. Yeah. This is going to be so cool. <laughs> so like, it's fun that like, you can still get surprised, you know? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Something can come back because you've forgotten it so completely. And it was just like, oh, he does have another level. Like, this is going to mm-hmm. be so badass. See, and that's and that where. The the fight for sure. He has another level. He's a DBZ character now. <laughs> He's going to power up. Right. Um. Well, like is, uh, it felt so much like a video game, like final boss scenario. Like I was just like, mm-hmm. I feel like I should have a controller and I should be, you know, in this sure. right now. It was so great. The, um, uh, it's, yeah, that's, I forgot what I was going to say now. Oh, sorry. <laughs> too, too ex- no, 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 no. I'm just, just too excited. Sure. Um, I think though, oh, that's what it was. So it shows you the pros and cons of animation, mm-hmm. like, so as you're mentioning for you, the more graphic sex stuff pulled you out of, um, like believing this because, uh, what was her name? Um, the one Japanese girl, Sana Sumi Sumi. So, you know, her boobs are not that big until she took her shirt off. Right. So, I mean, you know, so that's a that's a difficult situation for animation to deal with mm-hmm. because if you want to have 
the story you want told and the way you want it told. Like I always hated in movies when two people sleep together and then someone gets up and they, particularly the woman covers themselves with the whole sheet and mm -hmm. walks away. Whoever yeah. does that ever, yeah. no yeah. one does that. It's stupid. So it's like, really, I mean, we have to hide that. So in animated form, I don't think any of this was uh, overtly a poor choice, mm -hmm. but it is definitely a difficult thing for animation to convey as effectively yes. as live action when it's going to be graphic. Yes. Whereas on the other hand, action uh, can benefit greatly mm -hmm. from the animation. In real life, you could never have Trevor Belmont with two whips that is seemingly whatever length he wants. Yes. It just like all, <laughs> but it's amazing in animation because Absolutely. it, it you know, your, your mind's using to play it out and fill it in. It's, 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 a, it's a level of, of uh, intensity and excitement that yes. would get ridiculous on in live action totally. but is spectacular animated and right. so it's and it i never a... yeah i never felt like i was out of it or like any of that like i mean sometimes your brain just like is like okay well his whip's a different length now and that's fine but it doesn't like take you out it's mm -hmm. just it, it it all works and it all meshes in that yeah. animated format and it works better too for like people against crazy odds so for mm -hmm. instance trevor is a human against these giant right demons now save is a human too but she has quite the lineup of powers whereas when you have a live action and you have you know a human woman that's like 95 pounds and she's fighting some beast you're like that's not happening and it almost takes me out of it then right out of the realism so you both things have the pros and cons of of their format right. and to your point maybe they could have been more aware of the the con of uh, sensuality in anime or in animation and how how difficult that is. Yeah, because like I didn't have trouble with like them drawing nude bodies. Like when Hector was nude in his cage or whatever, and he like moves around and like you know we see all of Hector. It was it wasn't anything that like took away from it. It was like yeah, that's anatomically correct and that's fine. Um, you know, I would expect that if he were naked, like that's what's sure. there but yeah when you tr when you like zoom in and try to get like super close and like you know do these like incredibly detailed shots some of it just gets lost because sure. it just can't be as detailed so you just gotta watch it over and over and over again <laughs> until you're just like desensitized to it and it's just like <laughs> what are you talking about this is on everything it's the way it is <laughs> uh, all right before, I don't know if we're maybe running long on time here, but um, the other new character I wanted to quick get to was Jason Isaacs, the judge. Yeah. And yep. the second, so he was like a really great character that sort of got a little, I don't know, he had a little surprise at the end that wasn't quite natural, I felt like. It was just- Oh, see, I didn't see that specifically coming. Right. Same. Same. So the second that I knew it was Jason Isaacs, I was like, why is Jason Isaacs playing a good character? Like, <laughs> he, he just is. He's just evil. And for some reason, like, I couldn't figure it out. And he, like, was, but he was, again, was a really great ally, like, you know, helped Trevor and Sypha. And then when the bishop runs out of the priory and stabs him and the judge dies, I was still sort of like, 
this is very satisfying because it's always satisfying when Jason Isaacs dies because Aww. he's such a bad character all the time. So why am I satisfied at his death? And then, like, it all made sense when, like, Trevor and Saifa go into his house and, like, find out he's been, like, murdering little children. And I was like, yeah. oh, cool. This is why I'm satisfied because he was a bad guy. Did like, you see it, though, when he sent the, ch the child off to get the apple? No. Like, uh -uh. Right then, I'm like, that kid's dead. That kid's <laughs> dead. Because yeah. he, he has this thing where he was mad at this kid. I told you to stop running. How many times have I told you to stop running in town? You know, kind of thing. And then literally right. he tells the kid to go get an apple and he runs. Right. So clearly not. To, so he's like, all right, another one off. Check, you know, right. another one down. Yeah, there so were clues, I think, because he was so like, these are my people and this is yeah. my town. And he was like mm -hmm. weirdly controlling. So you were like, something is weird here. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know if it was going to be like he was secretly like working with the bishop or, you know, like something else. Like he was clearly crazy authoritarian. Um, but yeah, no, I knew there was going to be something. I just didn't know what it was, mm -hmm. but I was surprised for sure. I mean, that's one thing this show did so well. I mean, a lot of animated shows take it for granted is the the truth of a character, I think. Mm -hmm. Like, he's a great character. I mean, obviously, he's terrible, but he's also, like, really managing this town and genuinely doesn't want these other people to destroy his town. He right. feels bad when he, like, oh, we did this operation when I told everybody, you know, knew everybody to be in their houses, and then they all got burned. Oh, oh my God, that, that part shocked the crap out of me. Yeah. It was so well done. I did not see yep. it coming. That was so, so he's, great. He's a developed gray character. Yes. You know, I, and um, the, uh, the two, Taka and Sumi then, they as well are, like, bad, but you under can understand, you know, they've known vampires to be awful and they've made their lives a living hell right. and now they leave and they've traveled across the continent and they've gotten um not what they were looking for necessarily mm -hmm. and everybody along the way has been jerks to them i guess yeah so yeah. they don't trust anyone oh and uh we picked the wrong person to, to mess around with but right <laughs> again their their motivations were understood yeah, I think um, once we learned their backstory, I was just really ready for, like, the betrayal for Alucard because, mm -hmm. like, it, that was the moment it was clear to me that, that they weren't like Saifa because Saifa had only had good experiences, like, in her life, um, sort of surrounding yeah. her, her family. And she didn't necessarily know that the sleeper under the city was going to be a vampire. But right. when she met Alucard, she was still like, I can give you a chance because... You know, I've had good things in my life and I haven't been betrayed by people. So yeah. her approach was completely different where like Taka and Sumi had had these like horrible, horrible demonstrations of vampire kind mm -hmm. to like fill up all of their background. And then it was just like, well, yeah, like Alucard's yeah. half vampire, so we got to get him. So. Yeah. Okay. Anything else big that you haven't talked about on this show? Um, I don't think so. I think I think I've said everything I feel like I wanted to say. There was so much to talk about. I mean, yeah, it was, just, it was such a good season. Like, I barely noticed as I was binge watching it. It just like flew by. Yep. Yeah, I would just take the last second to to really rave about it. How 
yeah. I was really impressed. Um, Absolutely watch it. With the, yeah. And I mean, if you're interested, go to IMDb and check out the cast list. Mm -hmm. They got uh, just, I said it again, but it's a, uh, it's an amazing cast list for throughout the seasons. Um, it's pretty impressive. And I should have looked at who's doing the animation. The normal animation is, I feel fine. Mm -hmm. when they get into action sequences they it's got a kind of frenetic style that i enjoy and yeah i agree good job, good job with that i'm looking forward to more yes yes so, definitely be a castlevania season four um, yes I, I kind of wonder if it'll get pushed up since it's one of netflix's like animated series maybe you know now that like a bunch of live action stuff is going to be halted could be yeah everybody's working from home drawing mm -hmm. yeah the, uh, um, um, I guess I will say I'm going to try to play a couple Castlevania games. Sure. Yeah. I haven't played much in years. So same. Get a couple, couple in. Okay. We were going to talk, we, <laughs> we, we met early this week and we we're like, oh, this will be a good show. Um, yeah. yeah. So we were going to talk about Westworld are because right. like, as you mentioned, if, Season three premieres tomorrow, Sunday, yes. the 15th, on HBO. Everybody go watch it. But um, Westworld 1 and 2 have a lot of things to talk about and is Absolutely. a complicated, intense story. Um, so we kind of want we're going to get our thoughts on that. We'll have to do that next week. Yep. Or uh, come back with an in-between episode or, or something like that. For but sure. maybe we can like fill an episode with just that and um and then um and our thoughts on the new season starter yeah i don't think we'll have any trouble filling an episode with our thoughts <laughs> yeah <laughs> we should just like skip the news like just go past the news because that takes up too much time but sure <sighs> well we'll okay. see if there is any news next week yeah it'd be pretty quiet more yeah We'll just say more things, more of everything is canceled. Yeah. End of story. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for joining me again, Andrea. Yes. Great discussion. Yes. Um, is the point. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. And uh, have a good weekend. All right. Cheers, everybody.